Hello, everybody. Greetings from beautiful Dallas, Texas. And it's so nice to be able to spend these few minutes with you on this lovely Tuesday. Very happy to have Monica with us today in the high and holy chair that she uh, sits in in this booth. In the booth up here, those of you who've not been in here, there, there are different chairs. There's an old folding chair that's padded, which was an upgrade to the original metal folding chairs we had. We also have a chair that was broken some way. Uh, the, uh, the shocks in it went kaputa, the and they all fell down. And uh, I sit in a chair that's been up here for quite a while, and Monica's got the newest chair. And um, so we're kind of an eclectic gathering of chairs. So all that being said, that's chair talk for the day. Amen. <laughs> People may want to, who've been praying for you, may want to know. How you're doing this morning? Oh, I'm I'm hanging in there. I'm doing okay. Just uh taking it day by day and pressing into the Lord. I'm learning that He is in the midst of all the things that we walk through and um I'm just really really thankful I mean I it truly is a count it all joy kind of thing for me because um, in that tight place I know he's in it I know he sets that table before us in the presence of our enemies and we might feel that tight place and yeah it's just poising us for breakthrough so I just am excited about giving a testimony very soon <laughs> so i'm good amen i'm good yeah well we continue to pray and make declaration yeah i i i was reading the scripture last night about the valley of dry bones and god telling the prophet to prophesy to these bones mm. So we, your bones aren't dry, but we prophesy to them that they be joined together in the way they're supposed to be. Amen. Amen. I know I, I'm learning more and more that he allows us to walk through some of these things so that we do, so that really not only are we able to identify with him and what you know the afflictions and the things that he walked through but also just to to not only to see him break through in it and for him to be glorified in it but i'm just finding more and more that my life is you know i as part of this body everything that i walk through is not you know it's not necessarily about me it's about the body and it's about what he's doing in the midst of the body. And um, so just really trying to learn. So I'm thankful for that because, I mean, you think about the Apostle Paul, the things, the afflictions that he he walked through um, on behalf of the body of saints. And it... it it was incredibly fruitful and we continue to reap that fruitfulness or that fruit even today of the things that were birthed through him um, in the midst of challenges and um, trials and things like that so anyway it's good I really wasn't expecting to say anything so this is totally just kind of raw from my heart but I'm good 
Well, <laughs> I'm grateful that you were willing to express to the folks that have been believing with you of, um, an up-to-date word. So we all continue to agree. Yeah. And I know I'm not, I mean, I'm not the only one. There's, we have saints throughout this network that are, that are battling physical challenges, um, other kinds of challenges. You prayed on Sunday about the, the, the restrictions, the employment restrictions and things like that. And I'm assuming that you heard this report, but yesterday I got a message from Annette in Florida and her company has, um, accepted her exemption, her religious exemption for, um, that vaccination. And I just, I was so thankful for that, that there was resolve there. And I know that's just one of many ways that the Lord is bringing resolve. There's, there's several things I know in my life that I really need resolution for. And I know that it's been going on a month or so that that's been prophesied that the Lord is bringing resolution to some of these things that we're facing. And I just stand on his word. I mean, he's faithful and we, we are overcomers and uh, so wow we're thankful for that yeah we do rejoice with uh, the the testimonies of what god is doing but we continue to stand in agreement with those of you who are facing those challenges that monica just mentioned and if uh by saying some chance you are one of those folks we proclaim over your body health life and strength we proclaim over circumstances the resolution through the spirit of god that our heavenly father has ordained and we come against any obstacles that are standing in the way and um command them to move out of the way and so whatever you're facing whoever you are may the spirit of the lord be with you right now yeah and may you be filled with a spirit of confidence and faith that god is with you and that all is going to work together for the good so we declare that when we thank the Father for it and um, we give all praise to the Lord Jesus. Um, see, because, you know, the, the scenario for all of us is the will of the Heavenly Father. And what did God intend to achieve through your being on this earth at this time. And so often we, we as Christians, don't consider that. And um, we view things through the narrow lens of what we're facing at this time and how that issue might be resolved and removed um, and to me increasingly so is an awareness that everything boils down to your position as a son and what God intends to accomplish through you and you know, you, you take verses of Scripture like what Paul wrote, none of these things move me. That's a very interesting phrase. And um, I, I believe that there's power, there is really essential power in the foundation of our understanding that God is wanting to use us for his glory right now. And all things work together for good 
because of our love for him and for his purpose. Romans 8, 28. But the key is finding that. The key is recognizing that truth and actually believing, believing that truth. And I, you know, I, I was raised in church and I'm grateful for that heritage. And again, you know my story, you know, I was trained for ministry in pastoring and, but I, I never viewed my life as being some eternal destiny. I, I never, I, it was more like, okay, great, I'm born again, I've got a home in heaven, and plus I can rely on God to bless me and to direct me and to take care of problems I have. In fact, that's that was the mindset, and all those things are true, but they're, they're really leaves of a bigger tree and a root. And, you know, again, it wasn't until very, very many years into my life that it dawned on me that I was supposed to be an intercessory factor for the will of the Heavenly Father and that what I did on this earth was important to his overall plan. And um, I, I, I would dare say that, that that really obvious understanding, but yet an understanding that I didn't really truthfully have until later in life, I, I would dare say that that thing that I just said is probably not what most Christians even think about. What do you feel? Oh, I totally agree. And I think that's a huge part of the ministry that God has given to us is not just making disciples, but prophetically identifying or um, calling out his his people in their purpose and speaking that in into them and you know we talk about we talk about just the pathway of our life and as you were talking I was just reflecting personally about my own life and I mean from the time I, I was having a, a conversation with a couple of people and my sister um, last week. It was a spiritual setting, and we were talking, and a girl walks up and says something about um, she was dealing with something relationally with her sister, and she said, I want to talk to you two about when you came to know the Lord and your, you know, and if you had, like, parallel stories. And my sister immediately responded with, no, I, I, I was the heathen. I was the one that challenged and, and taunted and all of that. Until God radically delivered me, which many of us have heard her testimony here in this house. The Lord radically delivered her. And um, I celebrate that. But then she pointed to me and she said, but Monica, I think she she was saved from the birth, from the womb. And when she said that, I never like I never thought that was her perspective of me. <laughs> and it kind of like shook me because I thought, is that really what you think of me? Um, and, and so it really like took me on a journey of just reflecting and I, you know, I, we all have our story and, 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 and I, I have felt the presence of the Lord, I think for most of my life, but not really could define what purpose meant. And then there was about four or five years of my life that were the most challenging time for me. Just a constant, I will just say, five years of my life where my where where it was hugely challenging, and during those five years is when I I really came face to face with this gnawing hunger in my spirit, and it was just this constant, just this hunger that just could not be satiated. That 
that I knew was spiritual and I knew it was for the Lord. And it wasn't until the day of breakthrough for me in that season of my life where the Lord manifested himself to me in such a way that really caused me to to turn and 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 get on a pathway of purpose. There was nobody else in the room. It was me on my knees before the Lord and and asking for him to deliver me out of circumstances that I had chosen. And and so, you know, we it's easy to despise different parts of our pathway because they're they're difficult, but God is in all of them if we look for him and if we welcome him and if we really lean into um, his truth and his deliverance and just the salvation that he has for us, he's in all of it. And there's so much fruit that can come out of it, even the bad times, even the hard times, even the painful times, even the times of sickness and 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 affliction. I mean, he's in it all if we'll just allow him to manifest through it and be glorified through it. That's partnership to me. And we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. I mean, every one of us should be a living, walking testimony for his glory because it's just such a privilege. I cannot imagine walking this earth without him. I just, I honestly, I cannot even, it's not even on my grid how people can survive this existence on earth without him. So, this is an interesting broadcast. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, I, I'm glad that people can actually hear this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I think about our dear sister Robin and what she's walking through right now with just her, um, you know, in her body and with her health issues. And, I mean, every single day that I make connection with her or when I pray for her, I see her as a champion. She is such a champion of faith because she is in the will of the Lord. She is walking in his purpose. Her faith is strong. Does she have weak moments? And does she have fear? I'm sure from time to time, but she has given her life to glorify him, whatever that looks like. And, and, you know, it's just, it's just an amazing thing how he, how he, he comes alongside us and helps us to rise above the hard part, the challenge, the pain, and and to triumph in it and through it. So, hmm. I agree. Um, I quoted that verse, uh, referenced that verse from Acts twenty, um, and here Paul. Uh, the apostle is speaking and uh, he says now verse 22 now behold I go bound in the spirit to Jerusalem not knowing the things that shall befall me there except for the fact that the Holy Ghost witnesses in every city saying that bonds and afflictions abide me the Holy Ghost said that look at that the Holy Ghost witnesses in every city. Well, let's say witness. That's uh, diamarturomai. So it's marturio. How would God say such a thing? If the Holy Ghost is there, why would that? Why would that uh, applying yourself to be willing to die for your testimony? Why would I? I'm I'm just playing with this. Yeah, I hear you. I know. But none of these things move me. And move there is an interesting word because it, it can mean accumulate or bog me down or, or surround me to the point where I am immobile. Neither do I count my life dear unto myself so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Wow. So you have his course, which is the pathway, the race that God gave him, the ministry, 
which the Lord Jesus gave him, and that was to testify of the gospel of grace, the grace of God. Of course, we recognize for most of the church, the grace of God is simply salvation. But to me, the, the grace of God is, hey, let's partner with God to move forward to what the throne of grace is wanting to accomplish in this, in this hour. But, but Paul identifies that he has an individual course, he has a ministry that the Lord Jesus gave him, and that ministry is about testifying of the gospel of grace. So none of these things move me. Wow. I wonder how many things, you know, I, I know you're, you've battled certain issues, all of us have, and you are right now engaging in one. You mentioned Robin, there are others in our network who are. And I, I wonder how, you, you come through, you break through, but how much of that accumulates around you? How much of that is re residual emotional or, or intellectual scarring that builds up and maybe either weighs you down so that you're not willing to keep going forward or it takes the gusto or the, or the bravado of, of confidence out of you? Because move me, really, I just looked at two lexicons, um, has to do with the accumulation of things that then affect your bearing. Um, that's probably not some great revelation, but to me, sometimes we've been doing this so long. When I when I when I'm praying about an issue or some ministry that's coming up, many times I think of other things that have happened in the past, and I think, okay. I don't really look forward to dealing with that again if it surfaces. And, you know, early on, we didn't know any better. <laughs> we, Our faith was we're going to seek the Father and we're going to move forward and God's going to take care of us, which he did. It was after, you know, the tribulation works patience and, you know, um, how does patience fit in there? Hupomeno. How does patience fit in there? And how does experience fit in there? Um, because you're going to get those with tribulation. They work that. Um, I think, I think we, we can either process them properly as none of these things move me through the, through the idea of I have a race that's been given by God. I have a ministry that I'm working with, with the Lord Jesus. And I am to be a herald of the gospel of grace. That, that at some point we need to learn how to, to gain the gold of tribulation and patience without all the the other stuff that's that's around it. And so the reason I'm saying that is when we're in the midst of a challenge, how do we let that identity, that ministry, and that calling of grace become the dominant vectors of, of what we're facing? How do we do that? How do you do that? I mean, that's a rhetorical. I'm not putting the screws to you here. Uh, can you repeat the question? <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot it. Um, if if tribulation works patience, and and then that becomes the attribute that is the first sign of the apostolic, and so we know that's true. How? And we we want to overcome in those things. But how do we get to the point where in real time when we're in the middle of the thing and in reflection, uh, how do we draw on 
his course of action, his purpose for us, the ministry that Jesus has given us, and that ongoing measure of grace. Because none of those things move me is right in the center of what he said the Holy Spirit knows he's dealing with and what those three things are that is an identity. So in the middle of the seal part of that, you've got to say none of these things move me. None of these accumulate around me. None of these things weigh me down or discourage me. None of these things become that doubt in my heart that um, keeps me from being able to move mountains. And I think, I think those things that could move us dumb us down. Those things slow us down. Those things can be a barrier. But if we process them properly, they become a strength. So that's not really a question. It's more of a conversation. But it's, it's, it's a very unique balance, especially for people who have been around the block a few times as saints. Because, see, when you try to teach on these things, it kind of scares people. Or, or that, you know, when you're first starting out and things are popping and, you know, the whole world is ahead of you and you're entering into the new life, you know, you don't think of these things. Anyway, just rambling. No, it's 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 interesting to to process that and think about that. I, you know, all I can speak is from experience, personally, and then just as a part of this body and the things that we've had to overcome, and, and just I guess where we are today and where I personally feel like I am in the Lord today. I. Without going too deeply into it, I mean, I just, I feel like this last season, and, and when I say season, I'm talking a year and a half or longer, has been so transforming for me personally before the Lord. And and I, you know, I've said this before, I feel like I have come face to face in numerous different ways with the with my own frailty and the frailty of my flesh my physical stature, my flesh, to recognize that it is only through God and his spirit that I am able to overcome and triumph in this walk and in this ministry. And so that revelation, and it's happened like in very specific moments where it's been a sozo moment or just a moment of absolute deliverance where it could have only been him. It Was it still difficult to walk through? Yes. But I am just recognizing more and more that I am nothing without his spirit that blows through me, that moves through me, that that will even minister through me. And and so that trumps everything that trumps all the hardship that trumps all the memories and and the pain and and just the things that that we have to walk through on this earth because he's so much bigger and so much greater and and I just I think this is in preparation for where we're going, because we you know as we as we move into tribulation kind of days, the days of Noah. It better be His power and His Spirit that's moving through us, because we will be moved. Otherwise, and so I'm really not answering your question. I'm just. It's just, and two, just drawing from the word and being so surrendered to the living word as he's releasing it to us and allowing it to become part of our flesh and come alive in us and, and, and become that liver, that, that river of living water that flows through us. It's just, it, it all makes sense. And, and it, I, I don't know. I mean, why did Christ have to, to learn obedience through his suffering? As a son, it, it's obedience or is it patience that he, he he learned obedience through his suffering. The things which he suffered. Yeah. yeah, as a son, and there's just so much the Lord is teaching us through this season that is is preparing us for 
where where he's where we're headed with him and um i I don't know you pose some good things to ponder on because well you here's here here's another twist this is almost like the season's broadcast yeah which we will be presenting again this coming friday tune in that's a commercial Here's Romans 4. Um, We have access by faith into the grace wherein we stand. Now think about that. This is just a gold mine here in Romans 5. Being justified by faith, we have righteousness in faith and peace with God through Lord Jesus Christ. So we're going to be moving to accomplish something. By whom we have access by faith, or what's happening at the right hand of the Father, into the grace wherein we currently stand in our histeme. That's histeme. And we rejoice in hope. Hope is that seed of faith. Of the glory of God. But now, okay, so all that being said, that just says what we are and what we do at the throne. But we glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation works patience, patience experience, and experience hope. Huh. I thought... Hope was the seed of faith, and it is. It's, yeah, it's born in the heart. It's got to be something that is a continual quickening in your heart, I think. Right? I mean, hope hope can't die. So, But so, it's not the same. I mean, it's the same hope, but it's, yeah. it's a continual... Um, if it's a flicker, I mean, you've described it as like a flicker of a flame. Yeah. It's like new all the time to me. So we could reread this verse, verse 3. First of all, it says, We rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And then it comes into this progression. We glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation works patience. Okay. So, and then patience, if you, if you take that worketh as, a, as an ongoing... Uh, math direction. So then patience must work experience. And then experience must work hope. It's not just a progression. Oh yeah, tribulation, boy, it, it brought patience and then that gave me experience and then that gave, it gave me hope. That's not what it's saying. It's saying that <clears throat> whatever it is that we're facing... Um, the thalipsis, which is an anguish, a burden, a persecution, a troubling, or something that we need to overcome, that works our patience, our willingness to stay under, to stand, to abide. And then that patience where we're abiding and we're standing really works and develops whatever we're experiencing, what you're experiencing right now. What you're experiencing, but I don't like what you're, I don't like what you're experiencing. I dare say you don't like what you're experiencing, but your willingness to stand, your willingness to stand is developing um, that experience. And then that development of experience is working that hope which God gave you at the beginning. And then, hope makes not ashamed. Hope is going to deliver what God said from the beginning because the agape of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. So, those are great things. We can skip right through them and say, oh yeah, that's great can't really put it in a worship chorus because it doesn't really inspire people to whoop, whoop. So, but okay, so let's look at it. God called you. 
I'm using you as a test case here. Maybe, maybe this is good. <laughs> so God called you at the throne. Let's declare these things over you. And, and you can declare this over yourself, whatever you're facing right now. Um, we are partnering with God as friends of God through righteousness by faith, which is at the throne. And we have received peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So God is giving us a mission that he wants to accomplish, and our Lord Jesus Christ is in it there with us. Uh, so because of Jesus, we have access by faith into this grace. He's saying the same thing. Because we're at the right hand of the Father, we have this grace. And we stand in our histeme because of that. And we rejoice in the hope of partnering with God in his glory. Okay, so that's who you are. You're, you're with Jesus. You're in an histeme. You have gained a mission of peace and grace uh, through spending time at the right hand, which is because of Jesus. All right, that's, that's the overwhelming premise of everything we are. And not only so, why does it say that? But we glory in tribulations. We we glory in, it's kind of like Philipsis, you know, it, it's kind of like when Paul says, I, I glory in my weakness, I glory in the Astheneas, because when I'm in that, the, the strength of God comes. So, tribulation is kind of, the obstacle course, maybe. And it's it maybe is a an assignment that you have to break through. Maybe tribulation is the mountain. Maybe tribulation is the the thing that we have to shout intimately grace, grace toward. I'm going somewhere with this. So uh, and I'll I'll tell you what it is once I discover it. <laughs> <laughs> so tribulation then you're in this course of action you're facing this mountain it it works patience how willing are you to stand where god has called you to abide are you going to buck and run are you going to give it up are you going to say well i didn't i'm not saying you'd say this but um this is too hard i can't do it it's work and patience yeah. And then patience works experience. Every, everything as you're standing in this test is teaching you something. It's showing you experience. For me, experience is more things I tried that I didn't succeed in. Or ways I learned not to do something. It's like Edison when he... He was working on the, the bulb that he stole from Tesla. You know, he found out 98 ways not to do it. But that's just the journey. Yeah. That's just our journey that we're on with him. So experience isn't just, oh, yeah, I've got a triumph. I've learned. Yeah. Experience is... It's the journey. Yeah, I don't want to do that again. Oh, boy, I sure learned something no, there. No, but, he, yeah, even in the... That's what's so important about this is... Is learning in the path. It's. I mean, he's got a word for everything we walk through. Yeah. He, his word will come alive in every dimension of your life if you will, if you'll open your heart to receive it. And that's what he's trying to do is to make that living that word alive in us, so that we actually embody it, and that brings authority when we're when we release it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But so if you're on this path, it's like don't despise any part of the pathway because. If you if you're partnering with him and if you're walking with him and if he's guiding your steps, he is in every part of it, even the the hard terrain. I mean, he's in it and he wants he not only wants to teach you, he wants to use you in it. Yeah. And well, you think about experience that you have encountered trying to learn something. Um I remember when I played baseball, I would spend hours having people hit hard ground balls to me. And I learned how not to catch a ground ball. I learned how to deal with certain hops 
and I learned them through taking welts and bruises on my legs, on my arms, on my chest. A couple of them even popped up, hit me in the head. I learned. That was experience for me. Mm -hmm. But the end result was, hopefully, I learned how not to let that happen. So experience was, in in my ways, a cruel taskmaster. Even when, even when I would, when you, when you do math, you make a lot of mistakes when you're doing math. But you, through experience, you learn. And experience, and I think sometimes the enemy comes to people who are in a tribulation, which is a, a mountain that you're facing that needs to be removed. And you're standing on behalf of the calling. And when experience is being worked in that, the enemy comes and says, oh, see, you you screwed up there. Why did you say that? Why did you think that? And we all face that. Or even like, I mean, for me, I wasn't a math person. I was more of a an English person. So, I mean, I think about just learning how to write a paper. <laughs> about your mom trying, trying to make you spell words right. No, but I, I mean, I think about, you know, trying to write a paper or write a book. Yeah. I mean, that is hard. That is, to me, it's like blood, sweat, and tears. It's hard. Do I go into it thinking, I cannot write to write this book. I can't wait to write this paper. I can't wait to do this research. No, because it's it's a task. It's hard. And how many times you get in the midst of a project like that, and the enemy comes in and says, you know, he says all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're tempted to say, I'm just going to give up. I mean, I've got a half-written book at home on my computer that I keep thinking I need to finish. <laughs> So talking about not being moved, it's in those places where we can't be moved to give up or to quit or to hear those voices or say, I just don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. So it's the same, similar with the baseball. But, but experience, experience involves, if you are stand, if you're facing a mountain, that God has led you to. And you are, first of all, facing that mountain by saying, before that, I've got the hope in my heart, but now I'm, st- I'm going to stand in what God's called me to abide in. And that's going to be worked first. Now, a lot of people don't, don't, they don't make it past first base there. And then your willingness to stand, then, negotiates times that you're gaining experience and sometimes you're going to fall. Sometimes you're going to make a wrong assessment and the enemy will be right there to beat you up and say, see, or get you on you've path. missed it yeah. now. You know, you, you might have won, but you screwed up. Mm-hmm. Why did you think that yesterday? Why did you feel that? Why did you even, you didn't voice it, but you questioned God. And I know you did. You've, you've really blown it now. You cannot remove those those encounters from experience. You know, you, you just can't. Now, if you keep having to learn that lesson over and over and over again, and God keeps bringing you to the same point, and you didn't learn anything through the experience, then there's an, there's another issue going on with you. But then those experiences, on the one hand, you've got your willingness to stand and abide. But on the other end of that sandwich is hope. Because those experiences, as you overcome and as you learn, draws you back to the essential strength that God put in your heart in hope. I don't know, this is a big topic, but this is a progression that's there in the Word. And then hope, if you if you really showcase what God put as a seed for this whole thing. So look, He gives you hope, then you get this mountain, or this obstacle, this thing you have to overcome. And the next thing that happens is you got, you know you're tested in your willingness to stand, you're tested in your experiences, and you're tested in going back to the very root of hope. But then hope will not cause you to be ashamed, 
and the agape of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. When does that happen? Well, I, I can testify about that because I was actually just thinking about that when I was laying in the sanctuary during our pre-broadcast prayer. And this may sound so simple, but I don't care. I literally was laying there and, and I was I was processing a lot of these things we're talking about. I was processing where I am. I was processing the struggles that I'm having. I was processing the struggles that some of you are having. You know, I, I was just before the Lord with all of that, but also counting it joy. And, um, and, the, and all of a sudden the revelation flooded my heart of how much I love him <laughs> and how I, you know, it's like I could say a year and a half ago, I didn't think I could love him anymore. But as I was laying down there this morning, I realized how much more I love him today than I did then. And I, I and then I realized by his spirit that it's because of his love, his agape. It's, it's, it's because he loves me first because of his agape is shed in my heart that I am able to agape or love him and breathe so passionately hard after his purpose that it, like I said earlier, it absolutely trumps everything. That mm. to me is the trump card. And so, yeah, we got to walk through all of these things and, and all these things that we've been saying, they're all true. And what a wonderful conversation this is. But the end result is his love. Yeah. And he's just so good. And how can you say one of the hardest seasons you've walked through as a Christian could the fruit of that could be, I just love him so much more. That's only because of him. Yeah. Yet that's, that's the God that we serve and the God that, yeah. Well, I think it's interesting because, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. I think when we first read that, we think, oh, yeah, God's pouring it out on me. But that's not what it says. Because shed abroad is that token of pouring something out in sacrifice, pouring something out as an oblation, pouring something out without any, kind of like the woman with the alabaster box who broke it open and poured it out. So we're the ones that do that, the agape. It's the agape is our life blood, and through this process, we we choose to pour that out in conjunction with the Holy Ghost, our saintly the saintly wind, the mission, which is given to us. So I think that's that's such a a web. You just mentioned it. You know, your your you that commitment of your love and to the Lord. But it's, it's a sacrifice. This is like a sacrificial offering of agape. Th that through it all, we have the passion to fulfill the purpose of God for him. So you have faith at the right hand. You have, you know, all those things that we, that we mentioned. Um, the grace, the righteousness, the peace of God the hope of the glory of God, all those things, those sound great. But where is agape in any of that? I don't see agape there listed. But at the very end of this process of overcoming a tribulation that you face after you get those things, righteous vision, the task of peace, grace, established at the right hand of the Father. You, you come out, here's an obstacle. So you've got to Okay, this is where I'm called to stand in patience. I'm going to have experiences, and it's going to test the very heart of what that seed of faith is. But in the midst of all of that, we pour out the offering of agape as unto the Lord, our devotion to him. And that that completes the picture. Um, it, it's kind of mind-boggling to have all of those factors moving about in your spirit it's a point of identity but i think i think the main issue like for me is like this 
this obstacle that stands before you or this obstacle that stands before Robin or this obstacle that stands before Dee or this obstacle that stands before any of us. How do you overcome that obstacle? You don't just stand there and say, grace, grace, and toot the shofar. That, it's not a, a prescription that it, those things have to happen, but it's not just you saying, grace, grace, I mean, it'd be nice if it was. Shoot a couple of Scud missiles, and it's going to go away. You, you, you double down. All right, this is where God has called me to abide. I know what my mission is. I'm going to face experiences. A lot of them I'm not going to like when they come. But I'm going to overcome and I'm going to learn through them. And those things, in the midst of those things, it's going to try hope. It's going to try that seed of faith that God gave me in that identity that at the beginning of this chapter. But then hope is not, hope is not going to make me embarrassed. It's not going to... It's not going to cause me shame. It, it's going to be what God said, and I'm going to pour out as an oblation, as an offering, the agape, which is the greatest gift of all. Now abides faith, hope, and love. Faith, which is there, we just talked about, hope, which is being tested, and agape. And the greatest of them all is agape. This is a faith, hope, and love progression here. I've never really seen that before, but it is. Why wouldn't it be? Um, so I think maybe where you are right now is in that, but, well, you're in all of it. And many of you are in all of it right now. But experience is the tricky part in all this. Because experience, it, it tries you. What's the objective? Okay, that ball's coming at 100 miles an hour. Let's just give it a ole. <laughs> Let it go past. No, my job is to stand my ground here and to field that thing. Poof, off the shoulder. Poof, off the knee. Ow, put ice on it. You know, I'm going to stand here, and I'm going to learn through this, and I'm going to become a greater warrior for my Lord because of this, oh, I'm going to bind and rebuke that ball coming for me. That ain't going to work. <laughs> you can bind and rebuke the process, but you're binding and rebuking the Word of God. So experience is, is, is the kicker in all of this. You know, we say, yeah, I'll stand, I'll abide. Yeah, I'm, I'm going I'm uh, to move in hope. Yeah, that's great. And you know, I'm at the right hand of the throne, and oh yes, I'm willing to pour out this offering of agape. These are all wonderful things, but that experience thing. You know, you learn through your mistakes. I don't know very many people that get it right the first time. Now, some things you do. <laughs> some things you do, but most of the things I've tried... Boy, I, I think, uh, I don't want to do that, man. I'm embarrassed. i got to do this better. Thankfully, we both had older siblings to watch and say, okay, I see how they screwed up. I'm not doing that. I think, I think probably the two biggest um, challenge. no, well, I guess I could say challenges to what you're talking about, at least for me personally, is one, discouragement. Just, just not being discouraged because of the timing or because it's taking longer or because just the, I guess, the duration of the pathway. And I think discouragement is something that the enemy easily comes against us with to not be discouraged. So that's something I've really guarded myself up with every morning when I get up. And like I told you yesterday, I can't wait till that day I get up and I say, Pastor, I am completely restored. I mean, mm -hmm. And so not and, and then like what you talked about last Wednesday night about not trying to get ahead of God like Sarah did in that place, you know, that narrow place of challenge and and get sidetracked. Um, I'm not saying that's something that I'm struggling with. I'm just saying I think that that's there's a propensity for for us to do that and try to help God out. 
um, by saying, well, let's let's look at a different way. You know, let's let's bring in the hand the the maid servant and let's let's do it a different way, which could be absolutely detrimental, which it was um, for them at that time. So I'm sure that there's others, but uh, I think probably for me personally, just in these last few weeks, it's been if there's been a temptation, it's been of discouragement. But the Lord, by the Holy Spirit, has made me aware of that. And and I've been able to rise above it and just count it all joy and know that what he's working is for his glory. And, um, yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I think, you know, some of the experiences that I've had in the past few years, I don't like them. But you when you overcome in that experience, it should strengthen you. And, you know, you think, man, I'm going to die. And, oh, man, this is, I'm never going to overcome this. You Mm -hmm. think that. But then when you break through and you do overcome, you think, I was, that was kind of a lie I was believing there. I did come through. I did break through. I did see victory. And I think that's one of the key things. And so if Marturia, our testimony, is dying, willing to die, I die daily, Paul says. We, If he's dying daily, that means that he recognizes that he's going to be alive in the morning. You know? Think about that. I die daily. Well, how many dailies did he die? And, I think that's an expression. Well, I mean, though. Yeah. It's a scriptural expression. Yeah. Um, Marturia. We overcome through the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Does that mean they all died? They're all gone? Have we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony? I believe we have mm-hmm. on a many ways, and yet we live. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this issue of experience is, is really something that the Spirit is highlighting. But the progression is poetically beautiful because it does describe where we are. And so I just simply speak a word of encouragement to you and to all the other saints who are facing, it may not be a need in your body. It may be some other scenario. How are you going to overcome that? Well, remember who you are in God, who he has called you to be, who he has, how he has positioned you, the things he has taught you at the right hand. Remember those things. And this, again, this is Romans 5. Whatever obstacle, whatever tribulation is there, um, rejoice in it. It's something that you are going to overcome. But how do you do it? You're going to stand in your patience does not mean just biding your time. Biden. <laughs> that's a good thing. Biden my time. That, that's a good bumper sticker. B-I-D and my time. Um, No, it means I'm firmly committed to the place of abiding, and I'm going to do what I'm called to do. And I'm going to um, to have a lot of experiences here in this battle, and I'm I'm going to stay committed to what God has said and what my identity is in standing. I'm going to learn to them. I may not get 100% on some of these experiences, but I'm not going to make the same mistakes more than twice. You know, and through it all, that that seed that God put in me at faith, at the right hand, I'm going to rejoice in it, and it's it's gonna it's gonna come through, and I I'm not I'm not going to be ashamed, and and in it all, I'm going to be letting the lifeblood of His agape, His devotion, my devotion to His purpose, be poured out as an offering, and. Um, and then, of course, it goes into what Jesus did for us and how we really were <laughs> we were unrighteous, we were ungodly, 
We had no strength. We had no beauty. But yet God showed his agape toward us that Christ met those obstacles and overcame for us. So anyway, we have run out of time. All this. We didn't even chit-chat. I hope some of you who just turn in for the chit-chat, I hope you're not disappointed. We did not chit-chat at all. We didn't. My goodness. The chit-chat union's going to be after us. Thank you for joining us today. We speak God's blessing over you. And uh, we remind you if you by some chance have not submitted your first Saturday words, please do it immediately. But um, we'll reach out again tomorrow for Wednesday Night Live and keep hanging in there. Keep praying. May God bless you all. And good bye.